Welcome, welcome to the Lighthearted Podcast Adventure with four pastors who discuss God, His Word, and some other stuff. This is Pastors, pastors Live, a Rev FM production from Water Springs Church, Idaho Falls. Here now are Pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. And good morning again. God bless you. It is Tuesday, July 25th, and somehow, in, in some wrinkle of time, you have somehow stumbled upon pastor's life. But here you are again. <laughs> it's a dimension it, it of sight pa- and sound. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that is Pastor Rod Runcorn. So, hey, you're listening to Pastors Live, and I think the other day we forgot to introduce ourselves. I do apologize. My name is Pastor Dave, and Hi, Dave. I'm the family. Hi, guys. I'm the family Hi, pastor here at Water Springs uh, Church. We are a Calvary Chapel here in Idaho Falls, Idaho. And uh, Pastors Live is the program. It's one of the broadcast ministries of Water Springs Church. Our producer, our director, are the brains of the outfit, <laughs> Mr. Gary Austin. Hello, Gary. And and you're, Gary, you're, you're the general manager of Rev Radio. Yeah. And so uh, they can find that uh, online. They can find Rev Radio. How can people tune in to Rev Radio other than however they're doing it right now? Uh, well, they can do online at the rev.fm or download the Rev app. Tell um, us about that. that. So, yeah, it's for free from Google Play or the App Store. Sweet. And just download that. And now, and it plays live. Whatever's live is what's, what comes across the phone. Right. I love that. I think that's interesting that his title is General Manager, because in the Army, a four-star general is a general, and that's like the highest, unless you're the general of the armies. And then at like when I worked at Barnes & Noble, the manager was the top dog. So, But you are the general manager. Which one outranks which? Is it the manager general? Is it the general manager? I don't know. I, I have it's no just, idea. It's, imp- it's an impressive He's title. He's not selling car it's insurance. A good point. <laughs> <laughs> I love those commercials. Go to the general and take some time. <laughs> That's terrible. Also, Pastor James Runcorn. James hello. is our uh, hello, James. God bless you, brother. Hi, James. Uh, James is our community discipleship pastor, all around nice guy. And uh, busy fellow, you you wear a lot of hats around here. Yeah, to cover the bald spot. That's the main reason. But uh, <laughs> nice. I, and your sidekick Judah. Today. My sidekick Judah. This is my favorite twelve-year-old on the entire planet. Judah, please say hello audibly. Hi. Thank hey. you, Judah. <laughs> we love Judah. We love it when he when he sits in the studio yeah, with do. us. Yeah, I mean, you do the. You're like really oversee the fellowship. You know, uh, of the. I don't mean the fellowship of Water Springs, but when when Water Springs has fellowship opportunities, you oversee those small groups, on campus things, um, but also making sure that we're plugged in and and with things in the community. The, a, a big one coming up in September is look up tour. Yeah, yeah. Tell, yeah. that's September 23rd and 24th. You've got uh, Will Graham coming to share yeah, the gospel, awesome. but it isn't about Will Graham. Right. This is about Jesus, and Jesus taught us to go and make disciples, and you can't make disciples without relationships with people in your community. And if you've ever looked at, you know, Pastor Ty, you think his ministry context is Water Springs Church. You know, however, every single one of you, if you call Christ Jesus, Lord, you have a ministry context. You oversee an area of ministry that God has blessed you to steward over. That's your home, that's your neighbors, that's your workplace, and all those people that you have relationships with. You've heard this from multiple pastors. You're going into places that Pastor Dave can't, Shane can't, I can't, Joe can't, Ty can't, and and, and you have connections and relationships with people who don't know Jesus and who need Jesus. So the Look Up Tour is all about you and the relationships that God has blessed you with. So now it's your job to pray for those unbelievers in your life and to invite them 
so that that uh, September 23rd is the Kid Fest and Family Fest. Rend Collective will be the main musical worship leaders for that day. And that is going to be so awesome. Only my favorite group on the planet. Thank you. They are amazing. And they wear bow ties. Some of them do. Or they did. I don't know if they They also wear panda heads. They do. When are you going to bring that to church? I'm not to that level yet, Dave. Okay. (laughs) I'm just, you know, there's still a work of sanctification in my life that's happening. That, you know, I, and, I, I seriously love what you're saying, because while you were saying that, I was thinking about Judah, your 12-year-old, sitting here with us and thinking, and he's a pastor, he's a discipler, because Judah has friends that we will never interact with. Yep, right. And so it doesn't matter whether you're 12 or 60 or 40, it, it really doesn't matter that you have a sphere of influence that nobody else has. Yep. And I love that. And you build relationships with people, and not just people who need to know Jesus, that's n- numero uno, but people who know Jesus but need to go deeper with them, and that's that's part mm. of discipleship too, yeah? Yeah, mm. 100%. I love it. To my right, Pastor Joe Stepp. Hello, Joe. Hello. Pastor Joe is uh, the the uh, uh, Bible department lead and the uh, high school department teacher and uh, all-around nice guy coach uh, here at our school, and also you, uh, Pastor the cowboy is it called cowboy church is that yeah it's christ that? country cowboy church Can, in blackfoot four c's blackfoot uh, blackfoot north side on weeding lane nice. uh neat little fellowship down there man they um, probably saturday evenings saturday yeah. evenings at seven and uh been there now be two years in november uh full-time teaching i was part-time for about a year and a half nice i'd fill in they just you were rotate only guys teaching part of the bible but now you're teaching the whole bible yeah you know whatever it takes uh they <laughs> that they just gave me full reign to go the whole go. bible that's so know? cool that's so cool they're good people down there i've noticed a lot of <clears throat> pardon me a lot of cowboy churches meet on saturday nights i assume it's because if you really do have a ranch morning chores morning things they, they just happen yeah and Saturday evenings, generally, the work is done. We can actually focus worship, take in the Word of God. Yeah? Yeah. You know, another thing I heard them say is that the reason that they put in at Saturday evening at 7 was that if anybody that was going to a Sunday service wanted to worship on a Saturday, because you have some people that want to focus on a sure. Sabbath, okay, great. That gives them opportunity. And I can't tell you how many people we've had come in that will come into our fellowship and be there with Bible study, worship. We've got an amazing band, uh, guitars, banjos, harmonica. Could you say it, that first amazing. word again? What's the first instrument? Uh, what? Guitars? Guitar. Yes! Guitar. Oh, I love the way you Get fiddles. Yeah. Uh, but we have one guy that plays a fiddle as well. Anyway, really, really amazing band. But their whole heart was, if there are people that do go on a Sunday, we've got people that have Sunday services they go to. They will come to our place. Nice. It's a neat thing. Yep. So you're down in Blackfoot Saturday night, 7 or 7.30? 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. And where is it again? On Weeding Lane. When you're, if you're heading out of Blackfoot, you'll turn right on Weeding Lane. Just look for the uh, rodeo arena. It's about a mile uh, down on your right. And obviously, if you're coming in from Firth side, you'll turn left on Weeding Lane. And Weeding Lane's about a mile-ish north of Blackfoot. Cool. You hold your services in a rodeo arena? That is awesome. That's like yeah, the coolest Okay, thing so ever, right? used to, they used to be right out on the dirt. And I mean, bring the chairs out, put the chairs on the dirt, preach on the dirt, sing on the dirt, everything right in the arena. And uh, what they did was build a little lean-to building on the uh, east side of that rodeo arena. So we've got a little building to ourselves. Mm, and that's so cool. in there on wood floors and getting after it. I love that. Preaching Jesus. It. Love it. Love it. Love it. And uh, to my left, Pastor Shane McCurry. Shane is our youth guy. Hello. Hi, How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. 
Yeah. So what what do you got going around here these these days? Oh man, we got. Because you're not only a youth guy, you're our missions and outreach guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and on the teaching team, so you know we right. we wear a lot of hats and we got yeah, a lot of stuff stuff going on. Uh, we got church in the park coming up. In August, August. Are there 6th. any guitars at uh, Church in the Park? There are many guitars yeah. there. Uh, guitars Dave and there. I will actually be <laughs> working on getting some of the food for Woo-hoo! the body and the fellowship that's coming out, and so that's going to be a good time. Take but, the guy that has to lose the most weight and is on the strictest diet, put him in charge of food. <laughs> <laughs> the other Ouch. two things that we got going on this summer, um, apart from camp, is. We have a Blacktail Fun Day coming up July 30th for middle school and high school students and families. So we're going to go up after second service to Blacktail and just nice. have a fun evening with swimming, volleyball, spike ball, all of the you know yard games. And then we're going to grill some some food for, for the kiddos and their nice. families. Just have a great time. And then People who don't live in Idaho must think you guys have the coolest names of town. Blackfoot, Blacktail, I mean, <laughs> Firth. Firth. Right. Just, <laughs> right on, and Shelley. then uh, in August, we are also ramping up for our cave camp out. So we're going to go to a cave near Blackfoot, actually, just nice. right on the outskirts. And we're going to explore that. And then we're just going to have a fun evening, roasting marshmallows, getting into the word, and then stay the night and come back home the next day. I so we got a couple things nice going on there. Um, apart from just the weekly youth groups, Friday is is high school ministry. Sunday is middle school ministry. And you can get that information at watersprings.net. We do ask parents to register uh, just your email. That way you can get the fun updates like Cave Camp Out and Blacktail and right. be involved in all that stuff. But we've been going through the Gospel of John in high school, and that's just been so fun and refreshing for the kids and for the leadership team. And then in middle school, we've been going through um, the life of faith. What is a life of faith? And we've been doing character studies, and we're hitting all of the characters in the Hall of Faith. Cool. I love it. Love it. Love it. Hebrews 11. So, guys, all kinds of good opportunities here uh, at Water Springs. And we hope that from from wherever you are listening, that you are plugged into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, evangelical Christian church, that you're going through the scriptures with your pastors, and uh, that you're growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because, man, that is what it is all about. Why? Boom. Because, as Psalm 23, one of our readings today says, the Lord is my my shepherd, I lack nothing. Amen. Now, have you guys ever experienced lack, uh, whether in your physical needs? Pastor James uh, shared yesterday uh, that when he was a kid, there were times that you guys went without, but the Lord was still your shepherd. Yes? Absolutely. So what does it mean, guys? And, and maybe James can kick off of this because, um, you know, when it, when David says in Psalm 23, oh, man, the, the Lord, I mean, he's my shepherd. I, I don't lack anything. Well, what does that mean? Let, let me share where I have really stumbled in this. And so Tina and I both grew up financially poor. Her her parents had uh, commodities, if you remember commodities. And, uh, you know, we, we went through the food, food stamp cycle and, uh, you know, cereal at our house was a rare thing. Um, and so what we did as parents is we gave our kids everything that we felt like we were missing and we really blew it there 
Because rather than approaching parenthood from the concept of the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, it has nothing to do with a closet full of new clothes. You know, like, so I would get hand-me-downs, and this is a true story. Sometimes I would get hand-me-downs from cousins that were female. I remember one time there was a black pair of jeans that had a rose embroidered on the back pocket, and I was picking that rose off so that I could wear these jeans and they wouldn't look like girl pants. Uh, that's literally what happened to me. And so, you know, we would go through, uh, you know, the best trends and, and, you know, hey, guys, you want to buy some school clothes, that kind of stuff. We'd get them what they'd want. We would make sure they're always fed. We'd always make sure there's tons of presents under the tree. And what that did is it set them up for the opposite of success. Instead of, of having that concept of the Lord has provided all this, I am so thankful. What it does in kids' minds and hearts, at least from my firsthand observation, is it produces, in a sense, a little bit of entitlement a little bit of a spoiled nature because our heart was to give them what we lacked. But truthfully, what any human being lacks is that reliance and relationship on Christ. That's why this Psalm says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, because he's the one who leads you beside still waters into green pastures. He's the one that provides. It isn't about having a bigger paycheck and not being on food stamps. That's not the point. The point is like Paul said, I've learned to be content. If we had taught them the concept of being content and looking to God to fulfill all the needs in your life, the material stuff would come secondary. And and I've heard that mistake being made by countless parents out there. If you look at, you know, I tried to give my kids what we didn't have. Well, look at the, the core issue. What, what every human doesn't have initially when you're born into sin is a relationship with Christ. And it's our job as parents, as mentors, as co-laborers with Christ to share that information with others that there is someone, when Jesus met that woman at the well, you know, anyone who comes to this well will be thirsty again. But if you have the water I give, you'll never thirst again. And that's the truth. That's the essence of what the psalmist is saying here. He's saying be content with Christ. Absolutely. With the Lord. Yep. Right? Because the Lord is the leader. He's surrendering all of his satisfaction, his hope, his peace, his joy is all found where? In the Lord. Yep. Because the Lord's the one that leads him. The Lord's the one that restores him. The Lord's the one who protects him through the valley of shadow and death. The Lord is the one who is with him. The Lord is the one who prepares things for him. And at the end of the day, the psalmist isn't looking for uh, his place here on earth. He's content being in the dwelling with the house of the of the house of the Lord. And I think that that's something that that we often in the West forget about. Because in cross cultural missions, we've been talking about that here and there on the program. I have found and seen in in the poorest of the poor that the poorest people on the planet are oftentimes happier yep. than the majority of the people in the States because they're believers that are content in Christ. They don't care about what uh, present sufferings this world might have. Because the reality is this, God doesn't promise us prosperity here on this earth. The rain pours on the just and the unjust, and you're going to always have poor and and plenty. There's, There's all of that reality. And we live in a fallen world, so we don't get everything we want. And it goes right back to Romans 1, you know, worshiping the created thing rather than the creator himself. Now, you guys know I would ra- I would rather break a mirror sitting under a ladder while petting a black cat than disagree <laughs> with you. In fact, I agree with you guys 100% right down the line. I want to present a devil's advocate perspective, right. and I'd like to hear you guys respond, um, because you know I agree with you 100%. Right. 
But here's the devil's advocate. Well, yes, guys, but Paul says in Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So when it says the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, and God promises through the apostle Paul, well, through through the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, inspiring the apostle Paul to write it, he says, all my need is going to be supplied. So how do you respond to that with this attitude of, gosh, maybe I can't have cereal in the pantry and I, I, I don't wear Nike you know, tennis shoes, but this seems to say I can have it all. What's yeah, how do, how do you define need? That's the question. And, and you know, one of the spiritual disciplines is fasting. Right. And it's only been recently that I've been uh, very disciplined about fasting, not eating before noon. And the first few days it was hard because I'm so used to a great breakfast. But once you go without it enough, you realize I actually don't need this. I don't need it because God does supply my needs. And when you withhold certain things from your life that are normally your go-to, are you worshiping those things as if they will fulfill you? There well, it is. And, there it, and what's worship? Right. To worship the, the word literally means to turn and kiss. Right. And others were saying, I really admire you. I, you're something I really look up to. And isn't it interesting? We live in uh, a society that says, remember, breakfast is your most important meal. And I always <laughs> want to say, it is your most important meal if you're shooting to be obese. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would, uh, I would add to that, too. I agree with James. But Philippians 4, read the context. Because we're talking, us. we're talking about contentment in the psalm, right? Philippians 4 is famous for Paul being uh, saying that he can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens him, right? Mm-hmm. What is that verse about? Well, you got to back up. He says in verse 12 that he knows how to get along with little, and he also knows how Boom. to live in prosperity. Boom. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that comes into what you're saying is the abundance that, that God promises is not physical. Right. It's his spirit strengthening you for what is to come. Because in Corinthians, he says, I don't count the present sufferings Mm -hmm. worthy of the glory that awaits me. Well, and that kind of ties in, Pastor Joe, with the conversation we were having yesterday from Colossians 124 Mm -hmm. uh, about afflictions. And you had some insight that you wanted to share. We've only got maybe three minutes, but could you kind of tie that all into a nice ribbon and put a bow on it, and we'll pray for our listeners. Wow. No pressure. No pressure. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) Yeah, so I think the the conversation today is probably one of the most needed because we Mm. do have – it's only in America that you can find – uh surfer jesus that's gq blue-eyed blonde-haired whatever um no he was a jew and uh he suffered and he even busted uh cleopas and the other person with him on the on the way to emmaus right so after his resurrection he goes are you foolish you're slow in understanding the scriptures mm-hmm. shouldn't the christ have suffered and died so even christ puts suffering into a right context peter right. does it paul does it uh i don't know how many of the new testament writings you'd actually go through and not find the theme of suffering on some level right uh including hebrews and so um when you take a look at colossians 2 i'll finish with this verse let's let's emphasize this let's get to <laughs> jesus it says colossians chapter 2 verse 9 
and following, for in him all the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form. So if we have any question of how much God is Jesus, uh, he's, he, he's got it all. 100%. So whatever glory God the Father has, Jesus has the same glory. Whatever, he's the imprint of his nature, uh, mm-hmm. according to Hebrews 1. Uh, he was with God, is God, John 1. And so then he says, Paul continues in the reference of Jesus, fullness of deity. He says in verse 10, and in him, capital H, Jesus, you have been made complete. So that is probably theologically, doctrinally, one of the greatest things that we could emphasize here for our listeners is to remember that there's a lot that's out there. There's a lot that's being served up, man. There's a lot of philosophies. There's a lot of psychologies. There's a lot of um, doctrines that are out there, and we need to be very careful because the enemy knows the word as well, and he even tempted Jesus with the word. So uh, we need to have spiritualized, biblicalized, Holy Spirit-driven eyes, word, context-driven understanding so we can put these in a right spot. Um, by his stripes we are healed. We are healed ultimately, not physically, because this body has to be changed. Amen? This body has to be made like his glorious body. And so if that's the case, then I'm not not depending on this physical body to get me anything that's going to make Christ better. I can't add anything to it. And so um, when you take a look at the death, burial, resurrection, ascension of Jesus, if he's finished all that, our hope is in his return. And that hope is eternal, not physical. I'm not in this flesh freaking out i know it's set i know it's done because it's all about jesus his death burial, and resurrection my faith in him brings salvation i'm complete in jesus because his work was perfect praise god amen yep. bring it yep. for me to live is christ and to die right. is gain right. pastor james amen. you want to close this out in prayer and maybe pray for any of our listeners that are needing to hear this today because i think somebody did Lord God, we thank you so much for the access to technology so that we can sit down and have these conversations. I thank you for the people who tune in regularly and listen and and, uh, pray for their lives that you will bless the ministry of the context of the people you've put in their lives. I also pray for the people who maybe just tuned in for the first time that you will speak to their hearts and draw them to you. If they don't know you, Lord God, soften their hearts and and let them understand that you are absolutely real and you are the truth. You are the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through you, Lord Jesus. We also ask God that you will uh, continue to to carry out the mission of the gospel in all of our lives. Keep us faithful. Keep us content in you always, because you are our shepherd. Mm-hmm. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, God bless you guys. We love you, your family, your love. Tune in tomorrow to Pastor's Life. Pastor's Live is a Rev FM production from Idaho Falls, Idaho, and is made possible by the Ministry of Greenhouse Coffee. Send your questions and comments by email to pastorslive at therev.fm. Then listen for their response on another episode of the Lighthearted Podcast.